Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 632 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined once again by the fearsome threesome. Never said that before. <laughs> ben Funky Askren, Oliver the Bear, a stone, and Kyle Brackey. He's here in his bright orange shirt. Nice. And we're ready for uh, another great show. Well, hopefully great. It's a, it's a prediction. And it could be terrible. There's no way to know for sure. Um, He'll do a good job. But Yeah, I think so too. You know, if, we have some singles, have some home runs. We strike out every now and again. Uh, ben, what's up with you? Oh, I see. You set, you set me up right away. <laughs> Cole set up. Well, you know yeah. what I want to talk about? I finally got a hold of Win Magazine yesterday. <laughs> and I will not tell you who it is. But one person had significantly more second-place votes than another person. And they said, doesn't matter. We only count first-place votes. And I said, I've been filling out your damn form for at least a decade now. You make me fill out second, third, and fourth. And at times when I don't think there's a worthy competitor for third or fourth, as in this year, you email me back the form and you say, Ben, you did not fill out third and fourth-place votes. And you try to get me to do it, at which I said, no, I will not do it. <laughs> so if you do not care, if you do not care about second, third, or first place votes, because you only count first place votes allegedly, why in the heck are they on the form? And they had no good answer. They're like, that's a good point. I'm like, damn straight, it's a good point. You got second, third, and fourth place on the ballot. I mean, do you think it's possibly true that they don't look at that? I think they just didn't want to look at it this year. Right? I mean that's, that's what it felt like to me. I mean that's that's a tough one. So they make you f- so all right. So if you don't know the the Hodge ballot has four votes: first, second, third, and fourth, and you put it in the order that you think they belong in. So you go. I went. I went. Spencer, Gable, David Carr. I forget. Maybe Austin O'Connor. I can't recall. Um, and so you would assume that you know if the first place votes are vi- tied, they do this so that you know in a tiebreaker scenario. Yes. But actually, for this exact scenario that we are now in, that's why you have the second, third, and fourth place votes. And I don't think uh, – I think that's – I don't know how the Heisman does it, but I, don't, I think it's – They do so, not. They do not. I looked it up because he tried to tell me that's how the Heisman did it on the phone, and I said, nah, I don't think so. And that one was easy to find, and that's definitely not how they do it. They had like – whoever won last year had like 400-some first place votes and a total of 1,800 and whatever points or something to that effect. So they count um, all, the, all believe, the ballots. 
Yes. Correct. Yeah. I don't believe any award does like this because especially when you only have in the low fifties in in the low fifties in ballots, um, then there's I don't want to say it's likely to be a tie because I, I guess it's never happened to this point, but uh, there's definitely a chance. It's not like there's seven hundred ballots, right? right? Because then there'd be a lot less chance of a tie, and if they're only going to come first place votes, Kyle, to your point, where they went from two fan votes to five first place fan votes for this year, that makes that even more sketchy because uh, if we're just singularly counting first place ballots and you, I mean, that's essentially giving 10% to the fan vote or roughly right around there. Yeah, it is like 10%. Um, Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense or give us any more clarity, but at least we, I mean, it's kind of, so basically there was a clear winner. There was a winner. It wasn't a tie. But they just decided they they just decided they wanted it they wanted they wanted it to be a winner. Um, I'm glad you. Can didn't you guys say- tell me one more thing, Christian? Because he alleged uh, no more than four times when we were on the phone. They alleged that not, it's ninety percent positive. Everyone loves this idea. Listen, I have heard anyone who loves the idea. Everyone who I have talked to, and listen, I don't bring up the conversations to these people. They bring it up to me. They everyone thinks it's dumb. What yeah, our, our re- I mean, I know the team's reaction was across the board like what? Um, it seemed like Twitter was sort sort of similar. I uh, think I mean there were people that were like, "I'm fine with it in this year because they're really close. It was a shortened season, whatever." But I don't think people want to see this as a thing moving forward, and that worries me. The fact that they're saying that they think ninety percent of people think this is positive, that they're just going to do this every year to satisfy yeah. people, and that's Seriously. total that's total BS. And as you mentioned on the first show we did after this, Ben, it it cheapens the award. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely not true that ninety percent. It's definitely not true that ninety percent of fans. Near 90%. If, if it's fifty fifty, I mean, I think that's being charitable towards the. Yes. The co-Hodge supporters, in yes. my opinion. So, I mean, is there any way we could steal the Hodge Award? Because I, I do like the fact that wrestling has a prestigious award. We can just tell when, listen, you guys lost your privileges. You don't get to do it anymore. <laughs> and then we hire, uh, guys, you think I'm joking? I'm serious. And then we give it to a third party uh, who can actually run a real contest with and get real results and have it the way it should be done with transparency and integrity. I don't want to steal. To run it? I don't want to steal anything. Um, yeah, I, I rules I, guy. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, you're a rules guy, Christian. Rules you should guy, love transparency and integrity. Oh, I'm scared to steal. Ooh, big rules guy. <laughs> you won't kill someone, yeah. you nerd. <laughs> See, point proven, Ben. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't want to steal things. Um, no, but yeah, I I can understand why you want to want to, you know, maybe rectify it. But you know what? Maybe we can just make it a. Uh, may, maybe they'll take our our advisement under consideration or whatever, and you know, think about think about this it's from the future. Like and they they should. Yeah, I know. If they think they nailed it, now a lot of that is just them covering it up uh, a, a little bit, in my opinion. Um, yes. Just covering their own tracks. So, so hopefully, it doesn't happen again. Um, and also, if anyone could, I didn't have time to Google it. I got busy last night. Um, if anyone has time to look at another year, I, I don't know that there's ever been a first place vote tie, but 
Um, I, I don't know, and I, I couldn't find only those two, but where they've listed second, third, and fourth place votes. I wonder if they've ever done that. And then the other thing, Christian, I said, I don't know that they've done. I don't know that they've ever said, like, explicitly, only first place votes count. I, I can never recall seeing that. Because, again, if they would have said that, why would they have second, third, and fourth place in the ballot? I think a way here's a way they could say that, Ben. They could say that and, – and not be lying. They could say only first place votes count because – I bet there's never been a scenario where they've been tied at first place votes, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, we all know the reason they have second, third, and fourth is for a tiebreaker criteria, but they could they could just say, well, yeah, but that's how we've always done it because it, there's never been an even tie for first place votes before. So that's how they sure. can be kind of, uh, you know, sneaking around that, that conversation. But we all but know Don't that. you feel like in, in the rules it should say explicitly, like, course how they're going to count the totals or something to that effect i feel like that should be very well spelled out uh somewhere of course i completely agree yes. um hey quick segue bad segue uh -oh. but a segue nonetheless a reminder bad. no it's not bad it's just no there's no uh -oh. there's no continuity in the I thought uh, you had bad news for me or something no only good news today for for <laughs> okay. for the most part um just a reminder today's flow wrestling radio live is presented by scrap life Visit ScrapLife.com for all the latest wrestling gear and enter code FLOW21 at checkout for a free poster with your purchase. So get a poster, Boom. FLOW21. Thank you, Scrap Life. Um, so wanna, I have a couple different directions I want to go. One, and, and we'll just see where, where the spirit leads, but one, I felt like the, the last month has been I'm, – I'm getting this feeling again that like Penn State is just – they're just on they're, – they're about to hit, hit another strata for for their program, which is kind of crazy to think about considering their success. But now they they had a, an NCAA tournament that they didn't win, but it felt like they won in a way because of what happened no sat, Saturday night. In a way. Just to the final, yeah. Mm -hmm. Four champs. And then they followed it up a couple weeks later with an Olympic trials where – Two guys that left powerhouse programs, the top competitors, frankly, for Penn State, left their programs and made Olympic teams with Kyle Snyder and Thomas Gilman. Okay, and then you listen to their interviews, and these are guys that were at two great programs before, and how glowingly they're speaking about Penn State, the coaching staff, second fathers, you know, Gilman saying he was thinking about retiring, and now he's got this new uh, perspective. And then you've got, you know, at, at one weight class, it's Penn State versus Penn State. And then the way, the one yeah. weight where they maybe underperformed, they still overperformed because a guy in Nick Lee ends up, you know, wrestling amazingly and taking third. And that's a guy who just won NCAAs. And then you've got Helen Maroulis coming there. And she gets there. And just a, this is someone who's, frankly, trained everywhere. And she gets to yeah. Penn State in January, which I feel like no one knew or was never an announcement no. uh, about. No. And then she's saying, as soon as I walked in the room, I knew this was the place for me to be. So you think about, you know, all the recruits are watching this. All the, the ath senior level athletes are watching this. And I'll, just sitting there uh, in the venue watching the tournament, it, Kale and Casey and Cody were just, they were on the floor the entire tournament. Yeah. And it just... You know, there wasn't there wasn't a presence like that for any other team in any other way, and 
they wrestled well, obviously, and I. It seems like even though they didn't win last year, that it's we're about to hit another era and maybe even a new era, an amplified era of of Penn State excellence. Super cycle. Are you done with your Penn State love monologue? <laughs> is that what it is? I mean, what is it? Is it a love monologue? Is, do you think that's what's going on? Uh, definitely possible. A little bit in love with them. Um, no, I, th- I think you kind of. I think you're right, actually. Um, but then, if I if I have to push back, um, do you it. Know, on the men's free on the men's freestyle side. There was only one uh, endemic Penn State guy who made the team, right? Gilman and, and Snyder came from outside, and yes, they are speaking glowingly. But that means you know they were essentially only able to produce, especially with. You know, it's been ten years now, eleven, maybe eleven. Um, only produced one of their their own Olympians, which would be David Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I probably would agree significantly more with you that, as far as an RTC is concerned, and we've seen their funding, so we know why they're able to put this together. Um, it's almost ridiculous how many people they have because when you look at Iowa, as good as they've been the last couple of years, they have, they have one guy in the men's freestyle competition, Sammy Brooks, at eight seed, Oklahoma State. Didn't really have much in in the few. I think Dayton. both of the really competitive guys were, were college college age kids, um, and Ohio State didn't have much this year. And now Miles is gone, Terrell's gone, um, and you look in their pipeline, and you're like, who who from Ohio State's going to challenge to make a team anytime soon? And I I think the answer is nobody. Maybe Carson Karchla. I that's a, that's a stretch, obviously, right? Um, so maybe nobody. So yeah, I mean, w- with their funding and their ability to bring people in, um, they are going to be the most dominant RTC for probably quite a while. By yeah. a long shot. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy that um, you know that on the one hand, David's their only Olympian, but the 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 most flattering thing that can happen to them is for these guys to leave elite programs and say no. There's like a rung better. It's not like I'm not going to name yes. another program, but uh, you know, well, it's, I mean, if you name those two guys, Gilman came from Iowa, no. Gilman from Ohio so State. what I mean is, what I'm trying to say is, it's not like they came from insert lowly D1 program and then they oh, ended up in Penn State. Saying. They went from the second and third competitors. The two biggest competitors for Penn State really historically are going to be Iowa mm-hmm. and Ohio State, right? You'll you'll throw in a Michigan yeah. there every now and again. Cornell, even by Rob Cole's admission, he's like, they're not going to have a team that can compete for a title every single year like Penn State can, like Iowa can, and, yeah. and Ohio State usually can. Um, so really, their biggest competitors, they're now that they're kind of widening the the gap on the senior level, I feel like it's just going to create this. It, it's 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 tough to see a scenario where once these Iowa guys graduate, um, you know, just extrapolating well, just, this out, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, no one else has no one else at this point in time, and they got to figure out. May, may, I guess maybe Cornell has the funding to keep enough guys around. I mean, if you think just who was at the art, uh, sorry, at the think, OT, I don't well, think it that's is. true. It is. No, you think you guys, Iowa doesn't have the funding? True. They would have to raise a lot of money. Um, hold on, uh, you let me finish. Sorry, who was at the Olympic team trials just for Penn State? And then you go, and they have a bunch of guys from other countries, right? They have Franklin Gomez. They have Bexod there very frequently. They have a whole bunch of other guys they're funding. See, yes, their funding is tremendous, and without that, I mean, listen, Kale's just as good of a coach with or without that funding, um, but they're not able to keep these guys around just because people need money to live. It's really that simple. 
I I don't I don't know. I don't think Gilman Christian, do the math. Do you think All Gilman you to do left is the math? Oh, hold on, no, but do you think Gilman and Gilman left because of funding? He said that wasn't why he left. It's not why he left. I understand, but he's not going to go for zero dollars and not have a way to live. People have to live. What's he going to go for zero dollars? They have no money. Is he really going to go somewhere? Who's going to pay his rent? Who's going to give him food? I, I guarantee there's plenty that would do that. You think Ooh. Ohio? You think Ohio State and oh, other other college programs? But but because Penn State has enough money, and listen, they're not giving them like a crazy. It's not an insane amount. I'm not saying that. But because Penn State can give all these guys funding, these guys can go train there. Because yes, to your point, Kale is likely the best coach. But again, without funding, they can't stack all these people in the same room. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I understand. So it it is a funding dilemma, and um, you know, I think probably Cornell is someone who else who is well funded. They have a good team. Look at look at for example the Penn RTC. Um, mm-hmm. They're very well funded. Look how many people they're starting to stack up on their roster. They're starting to have a roster that's ten deep or so. Yeah, and they're they're for me. They're a, a program to definitely keep an eye on on the college ranks because if you have that ecosystem around with you know the Mark Hall, McFadden's, Joey McKenna having a run in addition to the other athletes, that's a that's a big pool for potential college athletes. Now Penn, just by you know virtue of what the school is, is going to be limiting to an extent of what guys they can get in because the academic standards are so rigorous. But that said, um, they could be set up in a couple of years to be really tough on, on the college ranks. You have to figure they'll see dividends from a, from a strong RTC soon enough. But it was, um, it was something I didn't really think about, put a lot of thought in because going into the trials after, you know, Spencer and, and, and Nick were, were out and with Jaden out, it just seemed like, okay, it's going to be a good, good day for Snyder, good day for Gilman. And then, mm-hmm. But then I didn't put it all together. Yeah, I, I mean, like, honestly, oh my gosh. are you saying the same things if those those two ways go a different direction? Are you saying the same thing? Probably not. Dink? Because it's, cause it's really, not, really not all different. Reality didn't change. Like, Jaden still has a chance to beat Kyle and Spencer and Seriano still have a chance to beat um, Gilman. I know. I, I know that. But it's like what they set out to do, partially, they, they were able to accomplish, right? And they accomplished yeah. it there. Um and, you know, Dayton beat Gilman to make the team in 2019. And yep. now get, Dayton didn't make it to him. I know that. But, you know, yep. there, there's some improvement there. And, and Kyle seemed like he looked good. And Kyle's interview was interesting because he seemed genuinely – I don't know if you got to listen to it yet. He seemed genuinely disappointed about Jaden not wrestling. Like, he did not seem yeah. – like, obviously, he's really happy he's on the team. But um, I think he was legit disappointed not to get to – you know, compare himself to to Jaden, which I thought was yeah. That's, I mean, it seems like the yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. That's that's kind of what I would expect out of him. Yeah. Also, Helen Marulis apparently tore her MCL two and a half weeks before uh, before the trials. Um, not apparently. Hey, so she getting surgery or something? MCL? I don't know. I don't know if you get surgery after making the team, right? Can't you just like? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We need that. We need to have our, our guy back on and be like, "What should Helen Marulis do? Break out the knee model. Give her <laughs> yeah. Where's the diagram? Uh, um, you know the other the other team that has a lot that can we kind of talk about RTCs is um, Gopher Wrestling Club. Seems to have 
tons of guys uh, at yeah. almost every single weight it feels like uh and, and you know not a ton of guys really challenging to make teams but guys who are really competitive yes for sure they've got a very very deep room there uh okay oh, another i kind of wanted to start with a uh with a question from ses uh antista i'm probably saying that wrong but i did my best uh, and, and he has kind of a critique about the coverage of, of the tournament of, of Olympic trials. Why are we not showing our best matches? I understand being able to being equitable to Greco and women's, but why isn't a, a one point Zane McKenna or J.O. Yanni match shown on TV trying to grow the sport? And I'm sorry to say Greco isn't exciting, even for a huge wrestling fan like me. And I kind of, I, I can't say I, I don't understand this, this perspective. And I think, one thing that wrestling fans should, as, as we want, as we all want, you know, we, we kind of yearn for parity and equity, et cetera, et cetera. I think one thing you have to remember is that Division One folk-style wrestling and elite men's freestyle wrestling are vastly, vastly undercovered in underserved sports, right? And I think just because they are the ones that are the most covered, I think wrestling fans in the community lose sight of the fact of how criminally undercovered those sports are still and how i i think we do need to put our best foot forward and showing greco which one we're not good at two is incredibly difficult to understand three is very very boring even to wrestling fans wrestling fans we're in the thing and i, I can't it. and so ben askren doesn't watch it he's from wisconsin it's in his blood. Um, <laughs> actually, Ben's from Iowa. Ben's from Iowa, as we all know. Born and raised in in, uh, is, in is Cedar Rapids. Greco in the blood of Iowans? No. Uh, they do not love Greco nearly as much as Wisconsin's love Greco. Um, people get so mad at me for not loving Greco. But yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's... No, I, I agree with you. How many... I text you guys play times like, uh, no, I, you know... I was annoyed because I had to search around for freestyle matches because it was just some random order you had to guess by, and all of a sudden there'd be a Greco match. You're like, damn it, I'm trying to watch Greco. Yeah, and we get um, wrestling doesn't get a lot of opportunities with the national spotlight, so you would like to see that moment capitalized on, right? And yes. if you cut it on TV and you've got, I mean, I'm sorry. If there's a Greco match on, people are flipping away. And if there's men's freestyle or elite women's freestyle match or whatever, they're more likely to stay on just because it's a more exciting product. And with yes. men's freestyle, those stars are just more known. Okay, those people, yes. Jordan Oliver and Yanni Diakamahalas and Zane Rutherford and Joey McKenna are more known entities. And I don't know why wrestling doesn't get this the same treatment of other sports in terms of how they prioritize the elite athletes, right? In, yeah. NBC for their other sports and ESPN for their other sports, they prioritize the stars and the, and the needle movers. But wrestling doesn't get that, that even that treatment, right? And so that is what well, further... I, but isn't it, Christian, isn't it the governing body and or the production team that's doing that? Well, You know I mean, what I'm saying? I, like NBC's not saying... Hey guys, we know exactly which matches to put on. I can't assume they're saying that. They're they're getting guidance from somebody. I I don't know. I don't know that. Um, I mean, listen. Well, well you guys have covered the trials. Well, uh, do you guys get any guidance? Because or or do you do it differently? Because I feel like 
the years that you guys have covered the trials, you've done it in uh, what I would say is a more functional manner. Well, we, we cover how we want to cover it, but NBC, you know, if they should, they're incentivized to find the things that people are more interested in and show that. So if they're Isn't just- Isn't everybody, everyone that streams? Well, yes, but so why, so I guess you, my question is why were they not prioritize the things that people are more interested in? Because I think frankly, they just, they didn't, they don't care about it very much. And I guess the point I was going to make, Ben, is NBC can show whatever they darn well please. Like, the, yes, USA Wrestling or even the the IOC is not going to tell NBC, I don't think. I don't think the IOC. Ooh, I don't know about that. Maybe not the IOC. But they're not going to say, hey, you have to show this, don't show this, um, in my opinion, right? They can, they can show what they want. And, in 2016, they decided to do the Ryan Lochte interview instead of Helen's historic gold medal win, right? But I think that was yeah. NBC's. NBC did that. Why'd they do that? Who, what, do, what do people at home know more? They know Ryan Lochte more than Helen Maroulis. Unfortunately, that's true. Uh, so I don't understand why in this scenario they wouldn't say, well, hey, these are the more popular wrestlers. Put the more popular wrestlers, the more popular wrestling style, fair or not, on the TV, so more people watch that. And basically, the the Olympic team trials did half the viewership of the NCAA finals, which is you know fewer wrestlers and 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 whatever. But I think more people are bought in on those stars and those programs and folk style wrestling. There's a lot of reasons for that. But the bottom line is, I'm kind of with Cesantista here. That yeah, if you wanna if you wanna really grow the sport, you need to put our best foot forward. And currently. I don't think I personally don't believe that's Greco-Roman. Uh, will get me yelled uh, yeah. at by. I think well, Christian, you you probably have better access to the numbers than almost anybody, and I think that's that I do. You could make a very good argument on the fact that's not. And, and whenever whenever Greco match came up on that specific mat, I obviously turned off and went to the stream on the, uh, the on my computer. Why well, I'm all streaming? So I turned off the NBC and went to. The hell was it? I don't, whatever damn stream they were using, it went somewhere else. And then on top of that, the fact that they couldn't um, do it in like a, an order that made sense to people, like that was kind of hard too. Like let's put it in the most random order possible because um, people can really follow that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I already voiced my displeasure. I'll be done. But yes, it should be men's freestyle. Yes. And then probably, I mean, I think I think Helen's kind of a star. Adeline's a star, and mm -hmm. I think Tamir is getting there. So I think yes. putting, you know, maybe like if we're doing nine, nine and nine, there's there's your nine, and then the other nine go on the other map. Yeah. Okie doke. Um, where would you like to go next, Ben? Well, we talk about the brackets. Uh, yeah. Um, we have them on here, and obviously there's a lot of good math. You know, we kind of just talked about a very high level overview. Yeah, so um, you know we can start at fifty-seven if you if you'd like, Ben. Let's do it. Uh, what were your thoughts on on this bracket? We, I feel like we discussed the Cologne Gross match, and oh, oh another another thing that was discussed. We had questions about, but maybe we can bring it up now because thinking about Seth Gross, he was among uh, a, a couple of wrestlers that just didn't wrestle back on day two. What are what are your thoughts on that, guys? Who after they're not going to make the team, just kind of you know hit the road. 
Yeah, I mean, I, jo- I joked that I texted you guys like, are we actually going to have a wrestling? Because, yeah, Zane Richards, forfeit over Seth Gross, forfeit over Dayton Fix, Nathan Thomas all forfeit over Cologne. I mean, I, I want to say it was like two of the five matches or six matches that should have been wrestled were not actually wrestled. Uh, I don't love it, but obviously if you're going to have a second day weigh-in and guys just had, the, had their dreams crushed, um, that's what you're. That's probably, probably what you're going to get. It's just within the human nature. Um so yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't fault those guys for doing it. I, I understand why they did what they did. Doesn't make it great for the viewer. And you know, I think, um, I think if you, if you had only one way, probably the majority of these people would have wrestled. And you know what? What's interesting and comes to mind? You think about a lot of people complain or like, why do more people care about? people that are division one all-americans than you know placing matches for you know the u.s open or or trials and man in some instances it it seems like the d1 athletes care more about it than the the senior level ones right it's just not prioritized fair or not i'm not saying it's a bad thing and i think if you look at like James Green, Seth Gross, these are two guys with tremendous weight cuts. Um, you yes. look at Frank Molinaro and Gabe Dean, they were tired. So there's four of the guys. So you understand the reasons why. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of criticism over the lack of emphasis over placement matches at senior level stuff. But I think it's it's de-emphasized first by, by athletes, in my opinion. Well, you, all, you also have to be able to correctly incentivize them, right? I mean, it's a team race. Uh, lots of times the team race comes down to, as in this year, comes down comes down to wrestleback points. I mean, if those teams, if Iowa doesn't score a bunch of points in wrestlebacks, they're not winning the national title. So that's it's why incentivized there. And then the other thing I think would be big is that you know you get top eight, you get to say I'm an all American, you get to say that forever. There's not, I, I guess, top three on this is na- national team, and that's something you can say. But even a lot of people, you know, in the wrestling, you don't really say. Oh yeah, I was national team. That's not like something you would hear someone say, or you know, if I introduced a camp clinician, I might say, "Hey, this guy was a three-time All-American, um, and he competed in freestyle for a while." But maybe if he'd have been national team one year, I probably wouldn't have said, "Oh yeah, he was national team." Like uh, if he was on the world team where he actually went to the worlds, I probably would say that. Yeah. So I just think like mentally, that's kind of how people think about it. Well, I think there's incentive to be on the national team with. There's financial what, compensation. $250 a month? Big money, Christian. Well, that's more than you get for being an NCAA All-American for a team that's you know, not paying well, you anything. NCAA is a good organization that you can't get paid. But actually, I would argue that it's less because a lot of these guys are on scholarship, which is worth $40,000, $50,000 a year, which isn't greater than two fifty a month. Some of them aren't on any money, and they still wrestle back for third. <laughs> you know? They're hoping to be on money. Yeah. Um, well, you also get your like trips paid for and whatnot. Um, I'm pretty sure you get to go there. to a bunch of training camps. Yeah, <clears throat> other people don't get to go to. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying. Listen, I, I have trained for this stuff. Um, let's see. Did I in 07? Did I wrestle all the way back? I didn't wrestle my last match because I, I had a few injuries and I was in the fifth place match. I did not wrestle the fifth place match. Um, but it wasn't like there was uh, there was nothing like oh I want to make the national team it was like I want to be the freaking guy or I guess I'm not the guy and that that was it like I could tell you unequivocally I was not thinking about being number two or number three to call myself national team yeah 
And I and I and I would think I, I would probably think if you asked a lot of these other guys, they would say something really similar. Right. So that that play a huge part to play in that. Got I it. mean, if they were getting a decent stipend, like you know, say third place was getting, I don't know, let's say thirty grand a year, I, some of these dudes be making way for that much. Yeah, that's a good point. I did. I think they get two fifty for like eight months. I mean, what does it add up to? Two grand. Like they can all make that too in one camp. It's not. It's not relevant to them. Okay. Okay. So, um, we talked about Cologne versus Gross, and then Gilman texts Joe Cologne. No problem. <clears throat> um, he couldn't stay in the middle of the mat with him. No. Yeah, that was. I mean, a lot of people had problems with that with Gilman this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if he's. Uh, I mean, his pace and pressure are not new, but it seemed to be. And, but I feel. I feel like Cologne is someone you would expect to be able to stand in the middle and hand fight mm-hmm. with him. Like I could have seen, I have seen like with Gross in Gilman matches, he's moved Gross around. So I could have seen that. And I certainly could see it with Vito and because I feel like we did see that in, the, in their previous meetings. But I didn't expect it with Joe Cologne. Yeah, me neither. I, th- I thought Joe would be able to hold center for sure and it would be a competitive match. I thought that was... And that was kind of shocking to me that it was it was such a blowout, and that Gilman looked really good all weekend. And you know, one one thing listening to Gilman kind of remind me of something I've discussed about Thomas is, and why I was not high on him coming into the the tournament was the the skill of winning matches and the tactics and and you know those things involved the kind of indefinable not wrestling skill related qualities that are so wrestling related, you know had me you know wondering can he really do it can he run the gauntlet here and he had to do it really twice uh he had to do it against Vito down 4-0 early and he had to do it in the second match against Vito which was super close and he had to find a way to to win those matches close the door so I don't know if that's an you don't want to just say you see something you say okay it's an evolution it's this major change but it's certainly notable right that we were seeing him you know, in the gross match, he seemed like the better guy, but he lost. Bad calls or not. Yes. In the overseas match, he seemed like the better guy, but lost. Bad calls or not. In the Gil- Gilman-Dayton best of three in the third match, just seemed like bad tactics caused him not being the worst yes. wrestler. Um, well, I, so- I told you yesterday, though, that I thought I, I thought his tactics in match two against Vito were terrible. I know. Um and how much? Okay, I mean, so why, how much? Why did he leave him in the match? Vito couldn't handle the pressure. Match one, he dominated because Vito couldn't handle his pressure, and then he decides to not put pressure on in match two. Like, I thought that was a bad idea. Yeah, um, I, I don't disagree. But and then how much of our, how much of our, you know, opinions or, or takes are based off of? Well, he won, so it was good tactics. Well, he lost, so it was bad tactics. Yeah. I, I I understand that that's like. That's really low, low-hanging fruit, and maybe not necessarily necessarily the case. But it's certainly notable that he won two close matches over a very game competitor who just beat Dayton Fix. But like Vito, like he let his foot off the off the gas. I don't. I still wonder if he has like a full six minutes of hard go in him uh, against a really good guy. I mean, against Dayton, I felt like he packed it in too early uh, against no, him. Vito. Vito, yeah, Vito now. Yeah, Vito. He he needs to figure out his gas tank issues because, man, he can't he can't seem to make it a full six minutes. I mean, that Gilman match. Once Gilman started putting pressure on, it felt like 
three minutes in that he was really going downhill. Um, maybe maybe even a little sooner than that. And then and then he obviously went super downhill against Dayton also. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, barely, barely hung on there. He does. And he's still, you know, he's very young. But he's also, while I say he's young, he's super experienced. This guy's mm-hmm. wrestled all over the place. <laughs> he's had a lot of yes. matches. So it's not like some... He's not your typical college sophomore or whatever he's going to be next year. He's he's uh, he's been around the block so, and he's very experienced. Uh, any other thoughts on? I mean, hey, hats off to freaking Nathan Tomasello making the national team. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. After I mean, this retiring, is like he retired. Uh, I didn't know that he did retire. He didn't do the. Well, he didn't show up for a while. Well, he yeah. said he was taking a break from competition. Right, but I wouldn't consider that retirement. Um, okay, fair enough. So, but for him to come, no one was putting this guy in the national team or the top three, but man, he showed up, made weight two days in a row. Um, you know, Cologne forfeited on the backside. He beat Sean Russell. Then he beat uh, Zane Richards for, for third place. I think he's going to Tokyo. <laughs> Duke tweeted he was going to Tokyo yesterday, but they deleted it. He's not going to Tokyo. I mean, he could go to Tokyo. I mean, he posted in September that he was taking a break for a while. I mean, he didn't wrestle to in Olympic September. Tri- yeah, I know, but like, that's kind of close to olympic trials yeah to be yeah. taking a break in september <laughs> someone had a great someone had a great tweet about uh molinero's retiring uh i gotta i gotta find it because it's pretty freaking funny um there's a lot of questions in here so i don't know if i will find it but anyways why don't we go to do we want to go to 65 now yes. any other thoughts on 57 good job nathan tomasello 65 you know, uh, so Ashnault kind of takes out Nishan and it sets up the Zane match. And the Zane Ashnault match was actually pretty competitive. I don't know. Did you watch it, Ben? Uh, I don't think I saw that one. It was it was kind of close until late, and then Zane sort of pulled away. I think um, yeah. I think it was tied with like a minute and a half left. Yes. And I think Ashnault was in criteria. Yeah. No, it was super close. And then, I think it was going at the same time as maybe Yanni and Frank or something. I, I wasn't able to watch both. Yeah. Um, so J.O. took out Nick Lee 8-3, to which was an improvement for Nick because I'm pretty sure he got teched by J.O. Uh, yeah. in 2019 in Fort Worth, which maybe should have been a signal that, hey, you know, Nick, Nick Lee's going to go on a run. But, man, I, I had no idea the kind of run he was going to go on. And then – the J.O. Yanni match, uh, I don't know if we've got to talk extensively about it, Ben, but uh, what were your thoughts on how J.O. approached that? Yeah, uh, I mean, we kind, of, we kind of talked about that last sequence yesterday, which um, you know, I thought Yanni should have wrestled, tried, tried to wrestle back center, but no, J.O. did a really good job. I actually want to say I think I was watching Yanni, I'm sorry, Zane and McKenna at this time um, because I was uh, – and then I skip back over to the last like 45 seconds of J.O. and Yanni. This is the issue. I couldn't watch all the matches. It was super annoying. Because <laughs> um, I actually was like, once McKenna got the lead, I thought, hey, there's no way he's going to hold on to the lead against Zane. Kind of the same thing you guys thought the whole time. And then sure enough, he was able to hold on the whole time. So I only watched like the last 45 seconds of Yanni and J.O. So Ben has figured out figured out the streaming. Yeah. Don't come at him for streaming issues anymore. Now he just needs to figure out how to watch on multiple devices. But yeah. hold on. This is bullcrap anyways because even if you were to have <laughs> two computers set up, it's not like you can watch both of them with all your energy anyways mm-hmm. right? and all your, all your focus. You're not going to see what's going on in both of them. Right. I had both tabs up 
And as soon as that Zane uh, McKenna match was over, I clicked over. And I want to say he gave up. He gave up, he gave up two pushouts in a row to lose. Correct. Uh, push out, push out. Yanni, was it yeah. two pushouts? I think so. I believe it was. I thought it was a takedown yeah, and a push-out, push but push I can't remember. And I really want to go back and rewatch these matches. Um, but you can't. I think you can. You have to. You can go back and find the full like session replay. They don't on go. Peacock. God. And some are on YouTube apparently, but it's not. I mean, it's not many. It's just like the so big dumb. name stars. Are they legally on YouTube? Just like the big names. Yeah, I saw NBC post okay. NBC Olympics. I'm sure there will be some nice. bootlegs. Yeah, who bootlegging? What was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, um, <laughs> your your account, Ben, that you always found the Vietnamese one. Oh, it was like some some funny Vietnamese name. Yeah. Um, we should get Bracky to read those because remember he read. Uh, yeah, I remember I butchered that name and you guys made fun of me, so yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> that's, that's that's my that's my rationale. Okay, so um, McKenna beat Green. We talked about that. It was a pretty dominant win. We talked about McKenna beating Zane and how basically two key key uh, factors there were just him getting the leg trapped and still finding a way to go two and two. And hold Zane off. I mean, if Zane just finished those those two clean. He wins outright, uh, no problem. Um, yes. But instead, you know, he wasn't able to to do that. So the margins are so freaking thin at this level. It's it's insane. And you know, hey, matchups you matter. Shocked that Frank killed Evan first round because I was kind of thrown off by that. Yeah, I was. I picked him. I picked him to win that one. You guys you didn't. Picked Frank. Yeah, did but um, but. Um, I wasn't super confident. I mean, Evan Evan's freaking tough. He teched Ashnall on the back. I just wasn't sure what we were going to get out of Frank. Yeah, you know? no, that's and super then fair. Henderson has wrestled everywhere, and he's been successful wrestling everywhere. Um, so that one was surprising me. But then Yanni just messed up Frank again. He messed him up bad. Yeah. Uh, huh. He had everything. He had all the answers for him. It was very impressive. Which made me feel good about Yanni going into the J.O. match. And right. Then, <laughs> and then he lost. J.O. wrestled really, really smart that match. Yes, he did. And that's one thing with, with J.O. that everyone talks about that knows him is, like, his, his mad IQ is just insane. And his ability to, like, process information and, and like, explain. He's going to be a really good coach. And I remember Jordan Burroughs talking about it with me. Just, like, he's someone that. If I'm having like a technical question, I'll you know I'll go I'll go to him and ask because um, he's just has a really unique. I don't know. To wait. that point, he was awesome on the Bader show yesterday. Yeah, like doing that kind of stuff with his matches and stuff. So if you want to hear more about that, check out Bader show from yesterday. Definitely wrestling genius guy. Um, oh, you know what else is interesting, and I don't know how many athletes this applies to, but there's a lot of uh, some of our best guys. I feel like. Their the coach athlete relationship is a little different. Whereas uh, you think about someone like like Yanni, it's like Mike Gray's his coach. He's running him through practice. He's you know showing him what to do. But like some of these guys reach a level like Jordan, like Dake, like um, I'm imagining David Taylor, uh, maybe where they're kind of like running their own thing and doing their own. And it's like more of that more of a consulting coaching relationship than all right today you're working on this you're drilling this work on this what do you think about that ben for a wrestler did you ever get to that point um yeah just your thoughts i kind of feel that. like it's like that for all of the best guys 
Do you? Not maybe not the college guys that are that young, but once you get a little older, I feel like I mean I feel like if you're if you're not driven, if someone needs to be pushing you at that age, you're, you're just not gonna get it done. Um, and I feel like almost all these guys are very very highly motivated. They, they do the work themselves. Even like I say, Jordan Burroughs, like you know he he lets Coach Schneider and Manning run his workouts, but I guarantee he has a big say in what he's doing, when he's doing it, uh, technical aspects that he goes over. Um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a big part in every single high-level older athlete, you know, past college. Yeah. Um, but but I, it seems like that's not the case for, like, it seems like, like, who? like for, for J.O. and Kenny Monday, it's like Kenny is his coach, and you can tell, like, he is putting him through practices. And, and I, I don't know uh, the, the ins and outs, but I think some of them have, like, a more defined, like, this is my coach. I do what they say. They put me through the practice, and it's kind of like just an implicit trust. Jaden, I think, is probably that I feel way. Like, like Jaden, I mean, that's as high level as it gets. And I, I feel like KJ is, like, his guy, his coach, but, he puts him through the practice. He says, we're working on this today. Whereas, like, Dake, I think Dake says, extent, I'm working on this today. stuff that nobody's ever done before. So, no, no, KJ could not have told him how to do some of those things because Jaden is literally doing stuff where you're like, I've never seen that before. No one's ever done that. And so there has to be some part of Jaden that is saying, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do because – uh, there's no way a coach says, hey, do that thing where you drop down and then go sideways and then come around this way and then back around that way and then you come up and you have the leg in the air. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I, I'm saying? Like, y- yeah. Jaden definitely came up. I, I, see what, I see what your point I, is with KJ. Okay. And, but I'm saying Jaden has ownership over his wrestling just by the fact that he's doing stuff that nobody's ever done before. Well, they all have that ownership, I would say. I'm just saying in the day-to-day running of their practice and approach sure, to the okay, sport yeah. that's it's different it's it's kyle dake says like i has basically said i kind of come up with the things i do in a practice and i figure out what i need to work on and i work on it and it's not like mike gray or or rob kohler like all right hey we need to work on your head pinches today he's like for for kyle it's very much i feel something in my live or i feel something in my drilling i'm like okay i need to address this so yeah. um, I, I just think it's interesting that some have that structure and where some of it, it's more con- consultation, I guess, in, in consulting in nature, I would say. Yeah, I, I think I, so I don't know. I feel like the majority of this, the way, the first way we're talking about, I feel like that's kind of probably the majority. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we need to, something to figure out further. Cause I feel someone like uh, Gilman, I feel like I feel like, for example, all Penn State athletes, like there's probably times when Kale says you have to do this, but a lot of it is you know a give and take, and, and athletes saying, well, what about this? What about that? Here's where I'm struggling. That that type of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's all of Penn State. It's kind of what they do. Hmm. I don't know, um, and I wouldn't know, but I'm I'm a, my assumption my assumption about Penn State is. There's a time, there's a practice time. The senior level athletes go there. The coaches run them through a practice. That's my assumption of how how they do things. And I don't think yeah, that's how. So, but just because they're showing up at the time, so I don't know. I, I think like you're stuck on the rules here, Christian, because that the athletes are. I don't think it's anything to do with the rules. You're a rule follower. Because the athletes are showing up at this specific time, 
Um, you know, Kale says there's one thirty to three, and they're not doing their totally own thing at their own time. You're saying that's different than um, you know a consultantship where I feel like a lot of the NLWC athletes, and I again I don't know this for sure, um, but it's a big part of them, right? Mm-hmm. Not they're not taking some order from Kale when Kale says, "Listen, you guys sure. right now, yeah, you're I doing this." That. They'll do it. But there's a lot of it that's saying, hey, coach, here's what I want to work on. Hey, coach, here's something I'm struggling with. What do you think about this move that I just started doing? Like, I, I almost guarantee there's a gigantic amount of that. Um, and it's like all systems, I mean, it's been proven without a shadow of doubt, all systems work significantly more efficiently when all the nodes are communicating with each other mm-hmm. than when it's just one node from the top communicating down to the rest of them. I guess my final point, and we can move on, is that I think there is a pretty substantial difference in the level of structure from some senior level athletes. I think there's high structure. A lot of their stuff is planned to a – and then there's some people on the other end of the spectrum where they are very much the um, majority owners of their their day-to-day. And um, I I guess what I would say then is I don't don't think there's very, very few – um, really high level guys. I, I almost want to say none. Very few that say like, "Hey, I'm gonna show up 1:30. Hey, coach, what am I doing? Okay, I'm gonna do it. Oh, three o'clock. All right, I'm mm-hmm. going to go home. And then that's like that's that's it, right? They're not they're not processing anything themselves. They just do exactly like a robot what the coach says. Like, I don't think there's a lot of those guys at wrestling at the senior level. Hey, okay, I what? I no, I get it. I was gonna change the subject. Because I was oh, like, okay. what's it like oh. to wear a shirt that has your face on it? That's, that's, that's not a position uh, most people uh, get in in their lives. Become normalized. We should make a Crystal Powell, Powell shirt that you could uh, you could wear on a daily yeah. basis. Kyle, can you make that for him? That's I'll his, get on it. He majored in yeah clothes, t-shirt design. Clothes. What would you put on it? <laughs> you got it um, somewhere. And it says, follow the damn rules. <laughs> <laughs> I would I not, like that. I, I would like not. It. I would not say the no, D, no, it's D CP word. like this. All the daggum rules. Yeah. Watch, look, it's CP <laughs> like this, and it's just rules guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we put him with a whistle, like he's gonna blow the whistle. Oh, the whistle is good. <laughs> yeah. And a hall monitor out suit. Well, now, now you where's t- your hall pass? <laughs> You're taking it too far. You're taking it too hall far. Hall monitor CP. <laughs> All because I think they should make weight on time. You know, Ben, I thought about this after yeah. the show yesterday. And if uh, wanting guys to make weight on time before wrestling competition makes me a rules guy, I'm a rules guy. Yeah. I don't think KB's a rules yeah, guy. You are a rules guy, Bracky. No, I, I don't think KB is. Uh, when we were we were doing the the watch party and we would go hang out in like the other areas, and him and JD, I'm not gonna get into details. <laughs> we're just like doing activities that I was like, you guys are gonna break stuff, and they were. It was it was dangerous. So we have these uh, these lights that hang down in HQ. And JD and I were trying to do like trick shot baskets, and I mean, we were just drilling them. Yeah, the, the lights were getting. Okay, hit. I've done th- that exact thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, yes, no, I have. Bracky, no. I was really good at the trick shots for no, a little bit. I don't know. You're always like, but, oh, I don't know, KB. You shouldn't be doing that. Never, like, words never said. Time, but like, never said words. To, to Christian's point that he's not a rules guy, one of the things that we complain the most about on this show are rules. This, the, the, their the stall edge rule in, yeah. in college wrestling 
uh, how bad the grounded rule is in yeah. freestyle. See, you how guys are this... obsessed with rules. You no, bad but here's one. Go, 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 let, me bre- let me break this down for you. Let me break this down for you. This is really simple to, to diagnose. Uh, Ali, you can back me up. It's because sure. those aren't real rules. Those are ambiguous bullshit rules, and you guys don't know exactly <laughs> what to follow because the, it's so ambiguous. And you're like, yeah. I want to follow the, the rules, yeah, and there's not a more... real rule here. Mm-hmm. Ah! Yeah, we actually want to take. You need but, like, more rules. I want to eliminate the rule. Yeah, no, we're trying to eliminate rules here. We're trying to literally no, you want, give a one point, point pushout rule, easy. another rule. It's rule no, it's actually easier for the officials to follow that way. See, yeah. that rule makes you feel big rules, guys. Officials are big rules guys. We want them to be less rules guy, more points, officials more are points, confirmed guys. rules guys. And at one point, okay, in confirmed. the watch party, Stephen Kyle Bracky sold out to the referee Illuminati. Listen, listen, what did I do? What do, you do? He what switched. Do you do? He was mad at them for the back points and the pins, and then he switched on him when it was starting to happen on their side. I remember it was a, a shift. I'm big anti-official Listen, guy. A big part of <laughs> there's a couple like there's a big there's a couple like core tenets of this show, and one of them is that we rip officials all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's like part of our. You know, I've tried to do they better. Don't the rules I do a lot better. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're. But there's we're, some of these maverick referees who think they can just you know call it the way they want it. Yeah, like the tink like guy. That. The tink guy. Yeah, what? One tink guy. Tink guy. The tink guy. Like he calls. He's calling Nearfell. He goes one tink, two tink. He hits the mat. What? Three. Take yeah, him. he does a little like. There I don't know. There was an NCAA it. official doing that. NCAA's. Yeah. You shouldn't be tinking. His nickname is Tink until he stops tinking. Mm-hmm. That's not a nickname. I think he wants. <laughs> so I don't recall Abraham tinking. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tinkerbell! Yep. Oh, see, that's even worse. You don't want to be Tinkerbell. Okay. Um. So, next up thing, uh, seventy-four kilowatts. I think that's that's the next bracket. Um, Nick Lee wrestled back for third. We discussed that. He beat he, this dude. He beat Yanni, um, sixteen to eight, and he beat. Zane ten to four. What so on earth? I don't care how sad those guys are. That is insane. So, I'm gonna tell you, I went out and did some chainsawing because there was too many Greco matches going on and too many men's freestyle forfeits. I didn't watch these two. You didn't watch them? You were just sawing stuff. I went out and chainsawed too many Greco, and then I saw like 17 forfeits in a row, and I said, "Dude, this is crap." And I went outside and chainsawed. What kind of chainsaw you got? Yeah, what are you working with? You got steel? Oh, steel. Yeah, steel. I think it's Knew like it. a 320 or something. Pretty powerful. Well, that's a powerful. That's a powerful machine. Do you that... do the, the – do you remember the competitions that used to be like on ESPN? And Loved they would, them. The lumberjack. Yeah, yeah. yeah, up and down or climb the trees. Could you do that stuff, Ben? I would love to. I would love – you know what? I would love to train to be in a lumberjack competition. The so steel just needs to like – Pay me some money and then I'll go do it for sure. I, I want to see be so you much do, fun. Uh, the log running. Which Ooh, one is that? Where they climb up? Ooh, that no, one's hard. No, that's where it's on the water. You know I'm talking about the water. Oh, yeah, the water. And they have to run on the logs. That <laughs> one seems so outside of, <laughs> of the, the regular lumberjacking stuff. It's like sawing and climbing up the trees and axing through things. And then you've well, got the water. You know, they like, used to float all the logs down the river, Christian. And they had the, their yeah, log jams. They had to walk out there and move them around. 
Oh. And what happens if you need yeah. to get a log from one side to the other one? Such not a lumberjack. <laughs> not. Yeah. Listen. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll tell you what. We did a lot of lumberjacking on my ends in New York, and you, we could spot a lumberjack rookie right away, CP. And you're reeking of rookie. Actually, if you, so if you fly one. to Vancouver, if you fly to Vancouver, which I did a few times, for um, okay. the Harvey Oh, wow. International travel. First class, huh? Yeah. We get <laughs> it, dude. I was not first class at that point in time. I was, I was a very poor international wrestler. Uh, I did win. I, I think I won three grand there or something. That was so sweet. I won three grand. I was so pumped. I got you cash buy? money. It was tremendous. Um, anyway, on the river, as you're landing, there's a river, and they have like – Millions of logs stacked up in these things. So you could go up there, Christian. You could see what they're talking about with the log and where they got to move them in log jams and stuff. Yeah, I've, now that you guys mention it, I am familiar with it. Um, okay. Oh, now that we mention it, you're well, familiar, yeah, I'm familiar with, with, it. with the concept. I'm not, it's not that I've, you know, I'm not acting like I participated in, in, in the activity. As though you guys have. Give me a freaking break. I got my axe in the trunk. I'm a lumberjack. Right. Okay, I just go told get you I was yeah. Go, go to your car yesterday. and get your axe. Right, not right now. No, we're go, no, go right now and get your axe. Ben literally is a lumberjack. Yeah, so. he is. Yeah. He, yeah, you're the closest thing. You count. You're in Wisconsin. It, it met, but not not Stephen Kyle. He's he doesn't cut down trees. Yeah, no, I cut down trees. Cut down trees with my bare hands. Okay. I Judy chop, Judy chop them. Mm. Ow. Okay. <laughs> um. We're. I don't know how that happened, but it sure, it sure as heck. Started talking lumberjacking. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I sorry. I started I talking. These two I asked about his chainsaw. Yeah, and then we went down the competition. Yeah, that's sorry. okay. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, seventy-four. We had. Well, we know what happened there. Dake ran we had a through. Stupid bracket. How about that Dake? That picture of Dake throwing Nolf. Oh my word, bro! Mm-hmm. It was that was epic, epic picture. Nolf, not like, well, I don't know. Nolf maintaining consciousness there was like maybe the move of the tournament. I don't know how he did it. He got slammed so freaking hard. That he was, they were both completely off the mat. He drove him down yes. with such insane ferocity, velocity. It was an atrocity. J- I mean, JD kept saying his mind was just blown on the watch party. He was like, how they just did that to like one of the top 15 college wrestlers of all time yes. in like 25 okay. seconds. Well, all our brains kind of broke in that moment. I think I was nonstop yelling, he killed him <laughs> over and over again. So we all lost our minds on the watch party. for. Uh, I mean, he got in on a shot man, in the first second. You know what, Paul, of all the stupid rules in freestyle, Nolf was just trying not to get pinned, and they give him a caution in two. That's like, the rule. Where else are you supposed to go? It's such a dumb call. It, if you go out of bounds bridging, what they want you to stay there and get pinned? That is a freaking idiotic rule. Yeah, I always thought that was. A weird I saw one. a guy get cautioned this weekend because someone <clears throat> got in on a single, walked him out of bounds with the single leg, and they went caution him one. What is he spo- like? He. Yes. I don't know what he's supposed to do. The All other right, guys want to walk him out of bounds. All right, rules guy Ben here. Jeez. Nerd. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, why don't you? Hey, you got an overdue rules. library book, dork. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Sick I like that Evan Wick made the run to Kyle Dake, although he was not a very uh, effective against Kyle Dake. But Evan Wick had a great weekend. Um, he did. Like I, said, I thought, man, I thought he lost the first match. I actually clicked over to a different match because I thought the, I did not think the protest was going to go his way, and it did. And then that cradle of Chance Marsteller was quite tremendous. Second it round w- to get to Nolf, and then 
Well, I'm sorry to get to Dake, and not very many people do very well against Kyle Dake. No, he did one point better than than Nolf, who lost 11-0, because Evan only lost 10-0. But uh, you know, I thought after Carr, first of all, David Carr beats Logan Mass at 8-0. I'm like, okay, Nolf. I was Carr, surprised at that. I well, I actually picked Carr to win, but I I didn't think it'd be 8-0. Then. Me and Mike, we kind of got the, the runaway train going. We're like, hey, this Nolf car match might be a thing. This could be interesting. He can maybe blah, blah, blah. And he gets smashed, completely destroyed, 10-0. And then he gets completely smashed by Kyle Dick. It's like the levels of this are insane because yeah. David Carr just yeah. – he kind of – he had no issues in that tournament at NCAAs at a really good bracket, right? Or with yeah. Logan Massa in the first round. Or with Logan Massa. Who won senior nationals? Who beat Mikai Lewis? Who on and on and on? Who so beat like, him for nothing before. So you think, okay, Carr is so freaking good, and then he gets killed, and then Nolf gets killed. I mean, seventy four is um, yeah. insane, and Dake is so so good. Um, yeah, and we we talked at length about his win over Jordan. Is there anything? To add anything? Yesterday, oh, I want I want to address. Uh, I, there's a bunch of questions about this. And I'm I'm making a, I'm gonna make a guess here, Christian. But how how Dick was butt bouncing on the back of yeah uh, Burrow's head. I, I my take on it this is a guess. I have not talked to Kyle. Uh, I think he was trying to annoy Jordan to the point where if Jordan got up or put any pressure in, then Kyle was gonna get him. Right? We mm-hmm. talked about this. He, you know, they were kind of both stuck. And so I think Kyle's like, okay, maybe I'll just try to annoy him and maybe he'll drive in a little bit. And then if he drives in, then I could maybe turn him. Um, maybe that's what he's trying to do. Otherwise, he's going to be a dick. And that's it. I have no idea. I, I thought, no way he was doing that. No, I don't think you just think that in the match. Like, I'm going to be a jerk right now. I think, I thought he was just trying oh, to I've show I've definitely the done that before. Are you guys serious? <laughs> I've, de- I've, de- I've definitely you're, been like, eh, you're built, I don't like this you're guy. built different. I'm like, you're, extra. Extra. you're built different. Wow. Um, I think I thought he was just trying to show that the ref that he was still working, so they would stay down there longer and chew up more time. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to look busy. Okay. Yeah, Got that's it. not that's not a dig move to be. Uh, yeah, to do stuff like that. Um, in my opinion, what what what's some what's something you did, Ben? Uh, I you know, you know what my trick was I I would talk I would talk shit to them in their ear so they would <laughs> hopefully do something stupid I'm like, like what man, what you, would you say like I would like whisper like they'd be like about like you really just gonna lay down there like a little bee like Whoa. really you're just gonna lay here and then <laughs> I do it and build up boom I slap a cradle on because they get pissed <laughs> <sighs> that's funny I like it I remember the yeah. videos of you just like putting your arms out to show that they weren't working. Yeah. Because that didn't work when I started taunting with my mouth. It didn't work, so I tried to taunt him even further so he yeah. build up. Did you do this in your yeah. MMA career as well? I did not have great sportsmanship. Um, <laughs> MMA was it? It was more. Uh, it wasn't as non-competitive, right? In, in, in wrestling, I was just trying to pin them, so I had to get them to make a stupid mistake. And MMA was more competitive. I would say a couple times, probably, but not nearly to the level. I remember okay. the one time you were like acting like you were riding the guy in MMA. Yeah. And then like, oh, yeah. you went like that, and then you punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you do that yeah. to? That was against Andre Kreshkov, the, uh, the Russian guy. That was From hilarious. Bellator. Oh, he's pretty good. So Yeah, um... yeah he was he was champ Bellator for a little bit. Yeah. Dang, Ben. And you rode him like yeah. a pony. <laughs> it's messed yeah. up. I'm, should we 
Should we have an emergency Hodge Council recall and take away Ben's Hodges for lack of sportsmanship? I definitely did not win the sportsmanship award. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So we we'll, we'll have a we'll, we'll have, retroactively take those. From we'll you. have a sidebar later. Okay. Yeah. Eighty six. I think we're good with seventy four. Yep. Burroughs Dake. Eighty six. Um, David Taylor. Gets it done. He did not give up many points. Did he give up any points? No. He gave up no uh, points in the Olympic trials. Gabe didn't score anything on him. I thought he scored one point. Zero. Oh, actually, did wait. Bo score something? I think Bo might have scored something, but I thought I saw Andy Hamilton. I don't tweet. think he so. Give up I thought it was. I think he yeah, blanked he... the whole kitten caboodle there. I do too. Hang yeah. Which is interesting so. because you think David Taylor, ultra offensive, he'll make a mistake in the name of just outscoring you. Yeah, David Taylor, 25 opponents, zero this weekend in Fort Worth. Yes. I feel like David was, I don't want to say more reserved, but not as kind of guns blazing as traditional against, especially, you know, I felt that last... way too, Ben. Yeah. I feel like he just wanted to get the why. job done. Yep. Yeah, and, and with, I, I wonder, well, with, with Gabe, is it something where, you know, okay, I had this really close match with this guy. I learned these things. His pace is a thing, so I'm just going to have a more controlled win here and, and move on. And then with Bo, I think it's more familiarity. You want to read this? Yeah, uh, we got a little breaking news here. Um, Brady Berge is going to step away from the sport of wrestling. Oh, man. What? Where did that break at? Uh, Twitter, he put on his Twitter, due to concussions in my own health, it is in my best interest to step away from competition. It's not an easy decision. I've had a goal of being a national champion since I can remember. I am not defined by my wins and losses. I am defined by my faith in God and the person he has guided me to become. I'm a child of God. He goes on more and more, but um, yeah, he's... Man, bummer. Wrestling. That's a shame. He's a guy who, when he was... Fully healthy, he was certainly an All-American contender. A guy made the quarters this year before getting hurt against Delavecchia and forfeiting out. Just snake bit with the concussion thing and other injuries, really, it yeah, seemed like, he too. He broke his leg in high school. Yeah. Um, and I think this was a knee. I remember he couldn't hardly walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, feel bad for him. That stinks. And for Penn State, 57. You know, will Joe Lee come down um, potentially and they slide in Facundo at 65? They'll have options there, but, um, you know, probably no one as good as Berge at his best at 57, at least for, for next year for, it's for not Penn State. It's not a huge deal, but just like thinking of Penn State in that weight range. Um, I think last week Pfeiffer went in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, now mm -hmm. he hasn't depth. even been, yeah, a depth thing. He's been a spot starter. He's never qualified for NCAAs or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he reconsiders now. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone in the portal that they can go get at that weight class? It's got to be somebody, right? Uh, one second. I can. Oh, yeah, good question. Has anyone else? Have you checked the portal today? It's been. Uh, I checked this morning before the show because of what you said. Okay. Um, but. Oh, what he said. The portal. Don't, say, don't say what I said. Yeah, we can't say what he said. Um, Give me no, initials. This week's, this week's been no, slow. I'll text you. <laughs> text me right now. Initials, Ben. You're funny. You're a yes. piece of work. Uh, you guys keep talking. I'll look. Okay, through. you find right, it. Yeah, Christian's yeah, going to text me. Keep talking. Um, I like the senior tracker, too. I've been following that, Kyle. Yeah, I've, updating it surely. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I, it's been awesome. The coaches have been 
really receptive. And like I said, more guys are coming back than than I thought. I mean, the big ones yesterday I got confirmation on Demetrius Romero will be back. Um, and I think that might be his seventh year. Um, but he did miss he, he did miss like an entire year due to injury. So it's not like he's Dude. been competing all that time. Doctor Demetrius, perhaps. I'm gonna Wait, Seabass is going to come back. Did I miss? Was that on there yesterday? Yeah, that one. That one's been on there. He was one of the first ones because he said it in a in a newspaper article that he planned on coming back. And then um, Goodell told me yesterday that right now him and Mike Van Bril plan on coming back. KB the tracker. These trackers are killing it. He's all over yeah, it. Yeah, all over I like tracking. It. You're like noticing stepped on leaves and broken sticks and like track this way. <laughs> hey, you and, really think that? Um, I think Anthony Valencia will not be back. That's my guess. Yeah, I don't know about him. Um, I've reached out. I haven't gotten a, a response yet. Yeah, it will be Romero's seventh year. Nice. So one thing. Um, yeah. All right. In in this vein, total rumor mill. This means nothing, but I'll just pass it along. Someone that I don't know who they are DM'd me on Instagram and said that they heard from an Iowa backup that Kimmer's coming back. So, as first reported, not by me. Classic first-hand source. Classic. That's. I think if we had to oh go. Oh my god. I think if we had to go down, it's like maybe seventh-hand information. So, I think like an Instagram DM is like a one or two hands down too. Like it loses. Oh, I, I for kinda sure. I feel yeah. like there's there's part of him doesn't want to come back because if he was for sure back, they would have said he's for sure back. For sure. For sure. For right? sure. That's a big for sure. For sure. Um, uh, there's no one, Ben. There's no one in the portal that's like equivalent to Bergy really or even like on that level that they could go get right now at 157. I just want to know where Gas Tank Gary's going. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, where is he going? Maybe I start reaching out to some of these uh, bigger prospects in the portal and get like a school list. Like you we should. Do with some of the high school kids. Heck yeah. Yes, that'd be great. Start with, start with GTG. Start with GTG and work your way down. So like going through yeah. some of the best available, obviously all the Stanford guys. Um, Woods went back in, Griffiths in, um, Jay Nabis. Traxler. We have an idea where Abbas is going, right? We yes. Can't say yet. We do. Is that right? Where? Okay. I, I think don't think we can say. This yet. might be a secret. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, we'll don't want to. I don't want to put it out there. Yeah. Um, Luke. Where do you think, think McNally's going to go? I don't know. That's an interesting one. And someone actually asked an FRL question because, and it was more or just DM me, I guess, but it was for FRL. But Greg Bulsick from Clarion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a four-time NCAA qualifier, and he was saying that like he's transferring because Clarion doesn't offer the graduate. One of the reasons he's transferring is Clarion doesn't offer the graduate program that he wants, and he's like, this is a problem with some of these smaller schools. Like, they have little. They don't have a lot of in the way of masters, right? Compared to like bigger schools like Big Ten, Big Twelve, all that stuff, ACC, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and like talking about how Man, that Nick Ramos going, going Rutgers. Forward. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Man, that that class recruiting class they had at Arizona State with Ramo and Klebo and who was the other one that was in there that was Buziello, another little guy, Buziello, Buziello. That didn't turn out so well. That's a Wifaruski. Did not turn out well. I think it was like one of the most sure. predictable Wifaruskis of all time. With it's like, is this gonna work? I'm not sure. Not sure. Yeah. 
I like Jeez. Nick Ramo. I hope it works out for him. But yeah, Mc, McNally's a top ten guy that went in uh, right before Olympic trials last week. Um, Kizan Clark is still a huge name out there right now. Jared Cradinger. You should know about Cradinger. Where's yeah. he going? And, uh, he's thinking, I believe he's in Minnesota, Central Michigan, UTC, um, maybe Pitt, maybe. Okay. I think. Maybe. All yeah. right. I actually, actually, I wrestled for the first time. I wrestled with him and um, Keegan. That was like the first time I like really wrestled in like 16 months. Last Who won? Week. It, it was you fun. get your butt kicked? Uh, we didn't go like super hard. We used to like, you know, group of three, two in, one out type of thing. Um, uh, I definitely wasn't super sharp because like I said, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't wrestled in 16 months. I kind of played around with some high school kids and, but like wrestled with someone who's actually good. Haven't done it in a very, How different very long did Keegan time. feel from, you know, you haven't wrestled him in over a year and he's obviously, I would imagine improved substantially being in the Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, so, uh, we didn't go super, super hard. I'm going to go harder. I got like six guys working this summer, so I'm going to go harder than in the, in the summer. Um, yeah, I mean, the last time I wrestled him, I just felt like he was kind of like so small, like when I really like wanted to get a hold of him. And I again, I couldn't really wrestle because of my hip, but when I really wanted to get a hold of him, I could grab him and squeeze him and choke him or, you know, whatever I needed to do. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, yeah, choking children. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, he was oh, 19 at the time, so I okay, think it's cool. okay, okay. legal to choke him then. All right, yeah. so any uh, anything else to discuss? It wasn't. I feel like I had a lot of heat. Yeah, 86 was – I think that was the most fun weight class. Um, I, yeah, Nate, Nate Jackson did a good job, but then Zahid, it's just like when Zahid's better than you, he's just so much better than you. Um, it's, it's like he just can't stop scoring, and that happened with Nate Jackson and Pat Downey. And then um, it, it, him and Nickel, I think we talked about this yesterday, that was probably my favorite match of the tournament. That was Amazing. awesome. Amazing. Amazing match. It was really good. Yeah. Um, Spanks aside. <laughs> I, told, I thought that was funny. That was good. I don't see what the issue is. I told, uh, I told Spade we talked about him on FRL, and he just died laughing. He, and then he was like, you can't do that. You can't just spank somebody. <laughs> see, I, I, that's that's a very rules guy perspective. Spade's a rule guy. Yeah. Spade's that, a rules Spade's guy. Definitely a rules guy. I think he'd admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to spanking. So Zahid beat, <laughs> <laughs> Zahid beat Brooks six uh, three. That was pretty anticipated. Um, uh, what else happened on the backside of note? Zahid smashed uh, Downey and Nate Jackson, which was pretty impressive. What uh, about da- Downey over Brooks eleven zero? I didn't get to catch that match. Uh, I was probably using a chainsaw. Uh, was it take down a bunch of guts or what? Because that was when like, Brooks actually wrestled. Yeah, he he tough him. on the front side, so when that he, happened, I was shocked. He took him down and then gutted him like three times and got out to like an eight zero lead like right away. Got it. Got so it. Parterre was. I would. I would have liked to have seen that one go like the full length because I wonder if Aaron's pace eventually wears on him. But it was just difference in mat wrestling in that one. He looked. I thought Downey looked pretty good. Um, I would have loved to see the rematch against Gabe Dean, but Dean Dean forfeited out. That would have been a fun one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So David no, that, Taylor, This is the best weight class, I think. Most fun one to watch. It's freaking good. It's really good. Um, yes. Even though we're depri- <laughs> deprived some matches. What? Spade's Spay, listening. He said, I am not a rule guy. I am an anti-spanking guy. 
Actually, I probably am a rules guy, but this is independent of my stance against spankings mid-match. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. It was the end um, of the match. Yeah. Hey, so at, 90, at 97, I think uh, it was one of those things kind of at, like you talked about at 74, where you know, Ferrari looks so good at Nationals and no one's able to take him down. And I was kind of like, eh, maybe he's going to be able to squeak out a few wins. Obviously, can't beat Jaden, but Jaden was in the bracket. But then he just looked um, – and I know the match was close, but he looked kind of a step behind Mock every time. Like, he never mm-hmm. was really threatening to him. He was able to keep it close. Um, and, and Mock was almost able to hit that kind of run behind a whole bunch of times, and then he eventually did hit it to win the match. The, the He had a pretty good contingent of people there. When he when he walked out, it got pretty loud for him. I was sort of... Well, that's where he's from, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, they, they were there were a lot of Ferrari fans in... Uh, in Fort Worth, which was pretty cool. Nice. You know, one thing, a, a question we got asked that I thought actually really made me think. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, but it was basically, you know, if, let's say for the sake of argument, Kyle Snyder wasn't in the bracket and Jaden Cox missed weight, how would my perspective and how would our perspective on, on the weigh-ins change? And listen, Great I got to be honest, it, it would change it. I mean, I think it shouldn't. I think it shouldn't. Hey, I love your honesty, CP. It shouldn't change it, but I think I would be saying a lot about, hey, this is about getting the best team, and we don't have the best team if Jane's not on it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, here it was, Jake uh, Gardalabini. Um, maybe a real name. Yeah, I know him. He's a coach from um, he co- it's Northern Illinois. Uh, I think McHenry High School he coaches at. Yeah, he said, what would your, what your thoughts on Jaden's situation be different if Kyle wasn't in the bracket, if Jaden was clearly the best wrestler to represent at 97, if Colin won at 97 instead of Snyder? I mean, if Colin beat Snyder, maybe I would think, okay, dang, holy crap. Yeah, Colin. But if there's no Snyder and Jaden, man, I kind of probably would be like, I think we should find a way to get him on the team. I don't know. That's would, not I right. Would, I would still be total rules guys. Rule guy. I want my guys to make weight. I do too. And, and you know, I would say, I would, listen, all this I would say, it's it's attractive to an impulsive side of me, right? Like the same side of me that says, man, wouldn't it be awesome kind of if there was a Kyle Snyder, Jane Cox wrestle off. Like, what wrestling fans would say? No, the I don't want that. Side, little devil on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> is the, so, is the devil the rules guy? No, you're no, the, the rules anti-rules guy. guy. Okay, yeah, you're so, the rules guy. You're the. That's your well, conscience. My conscience. Well, I don't know what my conscience says, but but <laughs> deep down in my being, I want to watch Jaden Cox and Kyle Snyder wrestle really, really badly. So, if if USA Wrestling announced today. Special wrestle off happening. I'm not gonna be sad. I just would not be able to bring myself to be disappointed that that was happening, even though I don't think it's right. You know, I think it's wrong. At least I can be honest about well, that. I'm not right? gonna not watch. Yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> you will be excited, yeah, Bracky. You'll be excited. I know, no, I'm not saying I won't be. Uh, but I will also say the same time. This is not right. This is not right. I will <laughs> say it's not right. But I will be more excited than if I were to learn they will never wrestle off. I can't, I can't help yeah. that that's true in my mind. Um, but I still don't think I don't think it would be warranted or merited. No, I, I think it's a much more interesting argument if our representative at that weight class is not very good, but because it's Kyle Snyder, um, everyone feels pretty secure that we're going to have a solid representative. 
Um, if Jaden's better, it's better by a little bit, not by a lot. Um, and I, I was actually, I thought Colin would be a little more competitive against Kyle. That was a bloodbath that was not even close. So my, my perspective on it is Colin matches up better against Jaden than Kyle. Because I yeah. feel like Kyle can just chew through him, and he does. I don't think Colin mm-hmm. has the requisite physicality and strength to compete with Colin Moore. But I think because Jaden doesn't make the matches necessarily about that, he makes it about something else. Those matches would be a little closer, a little more competitive, albeit with the same result. I think Colin uh, has a better shot against Jaden. But I think Jaden, I as I said, I think Jaden would beat Kyle because I think he's not going to get pushed around in those same ways that Kyle wants to, and he can make the match about what he wants to make it about. So I'm actually not all that surprised that Colin got kind of smoked there just because I just think it's it's a bad matchup for him. It was was a bloodbath. I'm curious what he does in non-Olympic years. Does he stay at 97 or does he come down to 92? Maybe that'll depend on what Jaden does. Colin should go to 92. Yeah, I don't disagree, but he's also – I know that uh, he's big. And it's not easy for him to really? make it. Mm-hmm. Like when we were, wow. I think this summer, we're trying to get look, look at him for some matches. And some of them, he was, he's like, hey, I'm this size right now. A little bit of that was, it was probably quarantine time. But I think he's yeah. maybe a little bigger than, than people realize. Wow. Uh, so that was oh, a great that, question. Yeah. Uh, from Mark Matt, has Ben canceled his seven-day free trial of Peacock? Uh, I want no, no, no. I already had it because my I think my wife. Uh, I don't know. I remember seeing it on my TV when my wife was playing around with something over there. So I'm like, I know, I know, I got that over there. So then I just had my wife log me in on my computer. Okay, we'd hate to see your uh, credit card charged up to nine ninety five a month. For, for <laughs> I know that would be devastating. Uh, damn it, Amy, stop subscribing the streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yell at Amy. Uh, Mar- Mark Matt also wants to know if Allie Reagan is retiring. Or she, he said, is it true that Allie Reagan is retiring? I had not heard that. I had not heard that either. Um, so I don't know. But if we... TBD. If we hear it, we'll tell you. We will tell you. We will not keep that a secret from you. Um, okay, this, this, this question is just designed to make me mad, but I'll ask it anyways. Is it <laughs> tough go. for... Uh, is it tough for Ollie, Ben Askren superfan, to strong arm Ben on the show while SKB and CP don't have the juice? First of all, we have the juice. Second of all, Ollie answered the question. What do they? What do they mean that you guys aren't tough enough to strong arm me, but Ollie is? Well, I, that seems to be the implication. No, it's not hard. <laughs> oh, really? No, it's no. <laughs> built different. No. No, it's a little bit. It does kind of strong the child island. in me is like, oh, like what are you doing here? But also at the end of the day, what needs to happen needs to happen. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. That's that. Okay. Sorry, Ben. I don't, you're a good sport, though. You you get it. It's all for the for the promoting the fight. Yeah. All for the gram. Yeah, for the yeah. gram. So all right, from Rassel fan thoughts on Kale temper after judge. Uh, after chair judge refused legit challenge and nickel match, what did he say? Was it uh, a makeup for Zane? Um, he said was looking forward to PSU losing a challenge. Um, well, this guy might just be trolling a little bit, but I thought if if you know the moment we're talking about, I thought it was a good challenge, and I thought it was a challenge that was on time by Kale and Seth. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ben? In the Zahid Bo nickel a, it, match, it was. Yeah, it, it wasn't that late, and they told him it was too late, and he couldn't have it, correct? It wasn't late at all. I didn't think it was late, period. The only th- Okay, so here's what happened. 
Zahid's on a single leg, and Bo's kind of like crawling out of bounds, and they maybe go out of bounds or whatever. But he never hits a third supporting point. He's on his hands, but a yeah. knee a knee doesn't hit, a head doesn't hit, and it's sort of obvious that that's true. But they they throw up the two, which is fine. I think it was it was a close call. I'll I'll give him that. And mm-hmm. I think Kale was sort of because you know how it is. The yes. you got the whistle, the judge. You're looking over here. You're trying to see what goes up on the scoreboard, what's communicated. Yeah. Okay. By the time I feel like by the time Kale figured out what the call was, they had reset back to center, and they had maybe just blown the whistle when he throws the brick. So in terms of like match time that had run off. We're talking a second or two, okay? It is true that there was a little time between the call and the restart, sure, but it, it seemed well within the time. And them telling him there was no time, Kale was demonstratively upset that they didn't give him the challenge. And I think, I think it was fair. It, it was, but the, but the irony is not lost that, you know, this is, you know, full a circle here. Yeah. two years after the Yanni Zane <laughs> thing where they were wound back all, an entire minute. But that was just, that was just, you know, a bad job by that official, right, that, that were wound yeah. back. And I don't think that official is in that role anymore as a result. Um, so I, I thought they should have given him the challenge in that, in that instance. But I'm curious what, you, what your guys' thoughts were. I agree, especially with yeah. you see it all the time of – a, uh, an exchange will happen, and the uh, mad official will hold up their scoring, and then a coach will immediately throw the brick in, and then it'll come out that it's not that scoring. And what he thinks should happen has happened, and now we have to sort out why the brick is out there. So Yeah, at last chance, um, there were a number of times the scoreboard didn't get updated mm-hmm. like for well after mm-hmm. like the exchange was scored and everything. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you need like a couple seconds to be like, hey, hang on. We got to make sure this is right. And then I wanted, because I wanted to see what you put up on the board before I throw this break. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He should have been given the challenge. Because yeah, you look there. ridiculous when you throw it and then the, it's not, the you go pick it up. out and it turns out, it turns out the way that you wanted it to turn out. You're like, nah, uh-huh. nah, g- g- give it back. I didn't do oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm real. sorry. I didn't mean it. it slipped. Yeah. 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 One of those scenarios. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of bogus. They didn't give him the the call. Agreed. Or the challenge. Uh, okay, some other questions. Let's see. Uh, who will be the next wrestler to retire? To retire, do an inner, do an interview on FRL about it, and then unretire. <laughs> from now on, let's call uh, this. Let's call. He got this is from Coach Jason Cook. He says, from now on, let's call this a tire change or a mull and arrow. Um, <laughs> I, like I, I, we'll call it, I think we'll go with tire change, yeah. but I think the other one is clever. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see that again, but, you know, Frank made history. Someone's going to do it, Christian. Well, Come are they going to retire on the show? I mean, there's not been that many. Some, how many some, people? It's going to happen. All right, we need to get At well, some point. We need to get more. We need to be the place where people come to retire. Um what about the Bader show? Does that count or no? Or is it it says FRL? FRL, but, yeah, maybe the Bader show uh, can be included. Okay, maybe. Um, we'll just call them tire changes in general. They don't have to retire on FRL, but, um, you know, it's, I think we include the Bader show and I think we're definitely going to get a couple in the next year or two. Okay. But they, they need to unretire. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. where, yeah. Gabe Dean never really announced his retirement. He just sort of stopped entering matches. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Pops Redfoot. 
Ultimately, responsibility is on the wrestler, but USA Wrestling also responsible to do everything to field the best team. One world champ late, another almost late. My dentist messages me 10 times about a cleaning. USA Wrestling should send messages to all competitors every 10 minutes. <laughs> it is true. You think about all the reminders you get from, like, you know, you have an appointment. And... I mean, from what we're hearing, they reminded people enough. Yeah. Well, clearly, because, well, maybe not clearly, but... How does everyone else get there on time at 7.30 and then mm -hmm. when one doesn't? It'd be one thing if, if it happened to five people or ten, you'd be like, all right, there was some weird communication that happened, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, I do think to a degree, I think USA has to look at it and say, all right, well, I feel like we're communicating right and it seems like it, but the fact that this could happen, maybe we need to go above and beyond or do something slightly differently. I don't know. Yeah. And also another question that got asked is kind of in this vein is um, I want to find it, but if I can't, it was essentially why not give the guys up till the tournament start to make weight? It's not an advantage to make weight later uh, to which yeah. I would assume the reason is like they've got to get the bracket set. They have to know who's competing in yeah. the thing. That doesn't seem like a major change, but um, what do you think about allowing weigh-ins up to the time the tournament starts, Ben? No, hate it. You got it. You got to have the bracket set, and then also, obviously, we just have someone, someone sit at weigh-ins for three hours. That's freaking stupid. Well, I mean, I think you know, extra give OT for the weigher inners. It's great, stimulating the economy. I think, yeah. I don't think those people think get paid. I, I think it's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, definitely not. Definitely uh, not overtime. So you you are you are a big rules guy when it comes to weigh-ins. You make weight at the time, and if not, <laughs> the show is just going to be trying to dunk on each other and call each other rules guys from now on. <laughs> I'm getting a shirt made. It better be cool. Hey, have scrap <laughs> scrap life should make a, a rule shirt yes, for rules I'll get guys. I'll scrap life guys. <laughs> you don't know them. Okay. Christian Piles, the rules guy. You don't guy. know who I know. Mm. Yes. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any chance of the 24 <laughs> trials to be provided by anyone other than NBC? I would say no. Thank, please. Please. Don't count on Can it, Can they brother. contract it out to like you guys, for example? I don't know. I'm sure they could if they wanted to. Yeah. We would – you know what? That. You wouldn't get any resistance from uh, this side of the table. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we'd be totally cool with that. Um, we Even just to help. We're just like, <clears throat> hey, this is what wrestling fans are looking for. This is what they're trying to see. Um, yeah. You know, that, that'd be good. Um, so from Ben Askren's flip-flops, is this version of Gable Stevenson the best heavyweight Team USA has ever had? He looks unstoppable. Can we go there yet? Can we call our shot this far out? Uh, well, we already had that. we've had other world and Olympic champions. So have I they mean, ever looked like this guy? I mean, Bruce won like thirteen medals. He won thirteen medals. <laughs> Listen, there's only one way to know. Let's have Bruce and Gable wrestle, and then we'll know for sure. I mean, Bruce is bigger. Bruce is bigger. Who is the? I mean, Bruce is the greatest American heavyweight of all time. Correct. He won yes. four Olympic medals and two golds. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, your it's your flip flops, not mine, Ben. I didn't ask this question. It's your flip flops. Yeah, so. I, I'm. I'm a. I think he won Olympic gold, but in order to be the goat of heavyweights, you have 
to measure up to Bruce standards and Bruce standards say you need to win a whole bunch of damn medals. Gable's good. Listen, you know what I watched last night? I watched the greatest wrestling match of all time. I watched Hulk Hogan under the giant WrestleMania three. And you know what I thought? You know what I predicted, Christian Piles? I predicted 12 years from now we'll have the, the greatest wrestling match of all time. Albert Ferrari, Gable Stevenson headlining WrestleMania 2033. What do you think? <laughs> I don't get this freaking. I'm in. I'm in. Tell me you're not in. I'll I'm in. in. You, you know what? Watch, Can I come over? Watch, Can I watch at your place, Ben? You would watch Game Boy. Thirteen AJ, years right? from watch now. It. Thirteen years yes. from now. I, I'm. Don't don't act surprised when I show up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I may have to watch just for like my job, but I. Um, I don't know. So Chris, we got a question. Covering pro wrestling in twelve years. Oh no! We listen. We had a. F- a fake wrestling website. I actually worked with it. It's it's Flow Slam did not. Flow Slam. RIP, thankfully. It was uh, more like underground, like really weird dark stuff. Though. It was weird. Yeah, the underground world of rest of pro wrestling can get dark pretty quick. Yeah. So. It's a lot of broken dreams. Yeah. Um but Albert Ferrari and Gable will be headlining WrestleMania in Are the you calling him Albert moving time. forward? Uh I like it. I th- I think that'll be his pro wrestling name. AJ is not a good pro wrestling name. Albert Ferrari is a much better pro wrestling name. You don't think AJ Ferrari's a good wrestling name? It was like made like for Albert. WWE. I like Albert. Bayer. Albert? Why is AJ someone's yeah. cool? Name? Yeah, Albert is not cool. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Ben, I've been signing well, with you a lot whoa. of stuff and nothing like nothing wrong with Albert. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, AJ whoa, is, whoa, whoa, is whoa, whoa. careful yeah. what you're doing with Albert right now. Yeah, right. I mean for the like no one's choosing Albert as their WWE name, you know? Like AJ clearly would go better. For that type of name. Ben, you sound like you don't know WWE when you say that AJ uh, Ferrari we'll is not as good a wrestling well, name it as sounds like Albert. He's been, it sounds like it's an old school type of WWE guy, you know? There was a lot of Alberts back then, I, I think. What? I don't know. A lot of Alberts. So yeah. we got one question, then we'll go because it's 948, and I'm sure Ben has you know, practice or something. Why did, Bedpan ben, why did Bedpan Ben refer to the highest level of wrestling in the world as amateur when talking, this one. when talking about Gable and WWE? FYI, Ben, WWE is fake. As a sports, spokesperson for real wrestling, put some respect on the real thing. I agree. Um, yeah, why would when, you call it amateur call, wrestling? When did I say that? I don't know. I guess you called the highest level uh, of wrestling amateur. And then you called WWE. <clears throat> and then you talk about WWE. Oh, you really I, like, I, I said... No, I think I said, I said uh, the Olympic goal is the highest level of amateur wrestling is what mm-hmm. I believe I said. Um, and, well, listen, guys. Uh, That's what it's called. Gable ain't getting paid, so he's an amateur at this point. We should pay Sorry. him. That is Sorry the term that, that, uh, is the term, uh, the that is exactly the will term. use to say that they should yes. not be getting paid is that they are amateur athletes. Hmm. Yes. Well, if you're the best in the world at something, I don't think you can be considered an amateur. Agreed. Um, no, no, but that's like little by definition. Amateur means you're not getting paid for such a set activity. And, um, yeah, he's not getting paid. Okay. Well, all right. Kyle Snyder is, so it's not, so the exact same tournament, someone's an amateur and someone's not. No, no, but it means getting paid. No, no. Like if you want to take definition, it's like, are you getting paid to win that tournament? And the Olympics is not paying Gable to win that tournament. Therefore it is an amateur tournament. Hmm. I feel like I could poke holes in this, but I'll I feel like that's that. always what it was kind of called in the Olympics was like amateur yes. sports, and it was like the term amateur was just like kind of taken and given a new name because of it. But yeah, like that's how I always thought it was like kind of referred to. 
All right, let's go. This is stupid. You guys are dorks. There was a guy. <laughs> Real wrestling. Christian, rules guy doesn't like this. Hey, speaking of Gable, he's going to be on the Bader Show today at 1130 Eastern. Oh, yeah. That? Gable Dan or Dan Gable? Now tell him. Gable Steve. I predicted WrestleMania in 2033. Main event. Him and Albert. All right, don't All right, let him quit. I will. Bader, don't let Gable quit. Also, Send in a there question. was a guy in WWE who is uh, nicknamed Prince Albert. Prince Albert. All right, so you can't take his name. I remember him. He had a funny goatee. Don't Google that. Don't, yeah, don't Google it. Well, <laughs> dang it, guys. We really got to end on that. <laughs> Why would you not Christian Google Christian has no idea what we're talking Christian has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I never get any of the references. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not going to Google Albert oh, later. Man.